and we feel like we're just getting started. Uh, so with that in mind, we'll jump into some questions. Uh, this is from June Recruiting Fearmonger. Which defensive lineman impressed you the most on Saturday? Other than Carter, who do you think will be most impactful on the line this season? So that's kind of two questions in one. Um, I personally uh, would say the, the guy that impressed me the most was Nolan Smith. Um, I guess, you know, maybe you could characterize him as an outside linebacker, but he lines up with his hand in the dirt, so I'm calling him a defensive lineman. Uh, George's run defense was noticeably better when he was in the game, and he was the guy who most consistently set edges. Uh, I mean, there was a couple back-to-back plays where he jumps inside the the gap between the tackle and the guard when lined up on the right tackle, and then the very next play he does it when lined up across from the left tackle. So thought he looked very good. Um, the guy who I think will be most impactful on the line this season other than Carter um, – I'm going to go – I still think it's going to be Michael Williams. I just think you saw him, you know, playing in his first college football game against what is actually a, a very good offensive line on Saturday, and it's just going to take him a little while to put it all together, but I think he's going to be very disruptive in the very near future. Let's hear from my co-hosts. Yeah, for me, I think um, I loved watching uh, Tyron Ingram – Dawkins on Saturday he didn't play um I think he played about 15 snaps or 17 snaps but when he was in there um he was he was very very uh dominant at his position I think he was the highest graded uh run defender um on that defensive line so I think with some development I think that's a guy that that's going to be uh going to be really good by the end of the year Yeah, Daw- Dawkins was causing a a little havoc, Devontae Wyatt style to me. Yeah, he was he was playing really physical, and and I think you know, um, Oregon was running a quick game, so there was there wasn't there wasn't a lot for the defensive line to do in terms of pressure, but um, but he was if there was havoc to be caused, uh, he was definitely doing it. So I really watched him. I really enjoyed watching him play when he was in there. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, He has that interesting body type where he can really line up at any position on the line of scrimmage. So it'd be fun to see kind of how he progresses. Um, So this one would be a good one for Jason. Um, And maybe we can share what I put on the forum last night as well. But uh, Jason, who else is being targeted in defensive back recruiting to finish out that room? Uh, The – Question asker says, Chris Peel seems likely. Cormani McLean seems unlikely. Anyone else? And then they also asked about Jurion Dickey. Yeah, I would, I would, I'd definitely mark uh, McLean off the list. And, and I think, I think Chris Peel, we really, 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 really want him bad. The main thing on me, and I think me and Graham talked about this is with Chris Peel, I think you're going to want to look at which 2024 quarterback we get also. I think that's going to be maybe not the main part of it, but at least a part of it. Because the the other big player for Jaden Davis is Michigan. And right now, I mean, I think I know I have it and I know Graham has it and I think pretty much everybody kind of does has – Georgia getting uh, Julian Sand from California in the 2024 class at quarterback, which would probably push Jaden Davis to Michigan, which is uh, Chris Peel's teammate for this year. You know, this is Davis's first year in North Carolina, but but I, I believe they've become, you know, pretty close. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily a package deal or anything, but but I would still kind of look at that and see you know, okay, if, if Sayin pushes Davis to, to Michigan and they're already a big player and we already have, you know, all of these DBs committed, then, you know, what, what does that mean for Chris Peel? I, I mean, as of right now, I would have him 
I, I would say he ends up on Georgia's commit list, but that's definitely something to look at down the line. Yeah, and I guess, you know, in the interest of uh, transparency, why not throw it out there? Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff we post on the forum that we kind of keep out of some of these podcast shows, just sort of to protect ourselves sometimes as much as anything. But um, keep an eye on Aaron Williams. He is a four-star uh, defensive back in 2023 who's committed to Louisville out of St. John Bosco in California. Um, heard some room, some murmurs last night that uh, he could be on campus in early October for a visit. And if you saw how Louisville played last season, uh, I would expect Georgia to continue targeting a lot of guys that they have committed. I'm sorry, not last season, but last weekend. Um, so we'll see what happens there. That's definitely the first I've heard of his name. But uh, you know how it is. If you can get a guy on campus, then anything can happen, right? Agreed. All right. Sorry, let me pull up the questions here. Um, any, uh, I guess we have someone that's asking about the kind of seven cloud mystery, as they're phrasing it, uh, in terms of sort of just what's what's the story there. I mean, it's, I wouldn't look for anything definite for anybody to say anything. I mean, it's not even a mystery anymore. He, he's, he won't be in this class, and he probably won't be in anybody's class. So, I mean, I would take his name off the pen list now. So, I mean, it, it's absolutely clear he's gone. Nobody can get in touch with him. Nobody knows where he's at. I don't can even tell you if he's playing ball or not. So, yeah, that's no, what, he's not playing this season. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's not, yeah, he's not playing. Exist. <laughs> and, the, and the problem with the decommit is everybody uses some social media for that, and he's never on there. I mean, last probably six, nine months, he hasn't posted anything. So they're just going to have to figure out on these recruiting websites what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, not really a mystery, then, it sounds like. But sad to hear that. and hope his career pans out the way that he wants it to. Um, all right. So this one is actually specifically directed to Josh, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to have, Oh God, I got one. You got one, buddy. Put, all right. Put, put me in coach. <laughs> what impressed you most about Saturday? It doesn't have to be a player position. Just what got you excited about being a part of and around Georgia football for the next year? Um, okay, the, certainly the, the offense came out of the gates uh, looking uh, better than we could have exceeded expectations. But uh, dig, digging deeper is how how well the, the running backs were utilized and played and, and just seeing Chris Milton healthy, seeing Kenny McIntosh and, and his diverse role in the offense got me really excited. Just I mean, we knew Bowers was going to be great. Certainly a healthy Darnell, as good as he played blocking. But overall, I mean, it's like, without a doubt, the offense was the most impressive. Um, and certainly, you know, I just loved how the running backs played. Nice. Uh, I'd like – go around the horn, guys. What made you excited from Saturday? John, I'm calling on you. Okay, got it. Perfect. I, I, I'm looking at the horn, and Dustin was up next. If we're going around the horn, um, no. So for uh, for me, for me, I I loved the the how aggressive the young guys played um, on defense in particular. So Kirby, he actually had a had a quote where he said that you know um, it's more important uh, to be loud and be wrong than to be quiet and be right um, on, in some of these early games. And so um, just the athleticism and how just, you know, these guys were all over the place. Now, they weren't always – there were some missed tackles, there were some missed assignments, those types of things. But when you look at the collection of athleticism for these young guys, that got me really, really excited um, as well. Yeah, I think for me, I know offensive line is a big strength for us, but the way we just were able to do whatever we wanted to do, and uh, I know we had two deep, we had a lot of people rotating in, but to me, you, know, you look at the PFF grades, pretty much all of them that were rotating in were within five 
PFF grades of the ones below them. So I was really impressed with the offensive line. Um, I should be able to help Monk and dictate whatever he wants to do on offense going forward. Mine is 110%. We kept our foot on the gas when we were up big. We brought the backup quarterback in and let him throw the ball. It wasn't just handoff, handoff, handoff up the middle, up the middle. We we stayed aggressive and put our foot, kept our foot on the gas. So that's a hundred and ten percent mine. That's one thing I said before the game. I was like, my God, if we do that, I'll be as happy as I can be. Graham, if I can circle back, I was pulling up PFF stats from a that I, I scraped off the site this week, and Kenny McIntosh, an eighty-one and a half or eighty-one point five uh, PFF grade, uh, a seventy-one point five pass block grade on the offense. 16 routes, nine receptions, and a 7.31 yards per route run for Kenny McIntosh. And, you know, there was a lot of questions like, how are we going to replace James Cook? Uh, yeah, that looks like a pretty suitable, uh, you know, option there for uh, for Monken and, and Bennett. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's 7.31 yards per route run. Like, just to provide context, if any of you are listening who aren't as familiar with that stat, like – that's a stat that I've been kind of super intrigued by this offseason and I've played with a lot. Um, that is a whopping yards per route run. I mean, like, that's kind of the yards per route run that you would normally expect somebody that came in and played two snaps to have, you know, like some backup that came in for two reps and got one catch, like, for however many yards. But um, to have that off 16 routes is just indicative of how – uh, how good he is. I mean, we, we talked about this on these spaces, right? A lot kind of leading up to this game that he runs routes like a wide receiver. And it was fun to watch him on Saturday. And I think, you know, this is kind of a piggyback off of Jason's answer on what had him excited. But, uh, you know, Todd Monken just makes me feel like so sane as a football, like observer or fan or watcher. Um, because, like when you when you go and look at a team that Georgia's about to play and like there's kind of this obvious spot where you're like, oh well, this is this is how it seems like a logical person would attack this defense. Like he almost one hundred percent of the time attacks that weakness and like exploits it and uses it to create explosive plays. And what I really appreciate about that is like you you do see a lot of football coaches in particular offensive play callers who are so married to their system and their way of doing things that they're, they're sometimes trying to like squeeze a square peg into a round hole and make their, their way of doing things work when that's not the best way to attack the defense. And it seems like he just has a, I guess a certain level of like humility with, you know, how he approaches every game and just looks for the way to put his talent in the best possible situation to succeed and isn't worried about, you know, having people on sports center talking about like the Todd Monken system, you know? So um, I just think he's the best offensive coordinator Georgia's ever had. Um, God forbid when he leaves, you're, you're going to have some, some drop off just cause he's that good more than likely. Um, so enjoy him while he's here. Cause I think he's pretty special. All right. Uh, it looks like we have Joshua joining us now. Um, Joshua, I see that you're added as a speaker. Uh, so, yeah, yes, there you are. Glad to be on, here. Josh? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, how, how are you doing? How's your high school season going so far? I'm doing good, man. Um, can't really complain, honestly. You know, we starting off 2-0. and We got a bye week this week, and we in New York next week, so... Just, just keep trying to build and keep going and winning. You know, trying to stay undefeated. Awesome. Um, yeah, undefeated is is never a bad way to be. So, have you? When was the last time you were down in Athens? Um, the last time I was down in Athens was for my official visit back in June. Or was that May? Yeah, May or June. Gotcha. So, do you have any uh, do you have any plans to try and catch any games this fall? Um. Yeah. Um. 
I'm right now, me and my mom looking through the games. I was trying to make um come up to the Oregon and Georgia game, but we um had a game the night before, so I was really tired, didn't make it to that game. And then uh it's a possibility of me coming to the uh Georgia and Auburn game. So just gotta talk things out with my mom and well we definitely trying to make it back uh, to Athens for sure. Awesome, man. Um yeah, I mean I think we, we we had one of our uh, subscribers in the forum post a question earlier, kind of asking just uh, what, you know, what was it about Athens and, and the South and UGA? I mean, I, I know that you're, you're in Virginia, so that's also the South, but uh, what's kind of, what drew you to the place? What made you fall in love with Georgia? Um, it, it was, a lot of it was, you know, the surrounding area, you know, just being in Athens and then having Atlanta right down the street, you know, I just I just felt like it was a good place for me to be able to, you know, truly be myself. And I, it, you know, the competitive nature on the team, you know, it's just, it's just so much that comes that comes in between the lines from football and outside of football. That really was like the 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 um just just the book change, you know, it was just the staff, you know, getting able to come down there and the whole staff treats you like a family, even though they really just meet you. They know about you, of course, but you, you get that family feeling off the rip. Everybody's showing you love. Everybody had for you to be there. You know, it, it, it just wasn't really, you know, it wasn't much of a, a hard decision. It was kind of hard, but it was kind of no brainer at the same time. I just knew it was a perfect spot for me when it came from, you know, the coaches who going to coach me to the players who going to be beside me day to day. It was just the right spot for me personally. That's awesome, man. And I mean, I, I know that uh, you're in a high school environment that is, uh, you know, definitely challenging academically. Um, you know, when you talk about kind of the, the school side of things at Georgia, is there anything that you in particular are interested in studying down there? Uh, I plan on studying psychology when I get there. Nice. That's super cool. Um, right on. So tell us a little bit, you know, uh, I, like Coach Searles got hired, obviously, this offseason. Um, a guy who has been at some of the best programs in college football, uh, you know, been at Texas and, and been all over the SEC. Um, but I think he's a guy maybe that just Georgia fans don't know as much about because we don't see him talking to the media too often what what's he like when you get to sit down with a man-to-man man he, he he's a great dude like honestly he he's a person that you could come to and you could talk about anything that's going on in your life besides football like when I talk to coach Searles most of our talks don't really be about football it's usually just like what's going on around life that that's that's what I love about coach Searles and we we relate on such a deeper level than just football itself so like Coach Charles is just a, a real down earth dude and he always he, he gonna be there for you. Like I, I trust that man. You know, I, I trust him with, with my college with my college decision, you know? So I, I, I love him to death. I can't wait to be coached under him. You know, I feel like once once everybody really gets to know Coach Charles, they'll love him as a coach because he's just a great guy overall, him and his family. All right, all right, Joshua. I'm I'm the one that always tries tries to be funny and everything. So g- give us the scoop on the nickname. Okay, so um, the nickname Doogie, you know, um, well, first the nickname is, is pronounced Doogie. I know a lot of people usually either Doogie or some else, but usually I just I don't really trip over it because people nine times out of ten go end up saying the nickname wrong. So I just let them say whatever they say. But it's Doogie. Um. My father gave me the nickname when I was a little younger, so I just carried it with me, and it really just, you know, it just came what everybody knows me by at this point. So i just been carrying it on for a little bit since my father passed, and it's just been what everybody knows me as. Yeah, you, you notice I didn't say the nickname when I asked about it. That's the reason yeah. I didn't want to say it wrong. That's a, pro, that's a pro move right there, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what up? What are what other Georgia commits are you close to? Are you close to uh, Haynes, aren't you? Yeah, I'm 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 close with Yazid, uh, Bo, AJ, Ja. 
No, it's it's a real good group. I feel like I feel like we really gonna come down there and really be a you know a game changer for the program. I feel like our group really has you know solid heads on it, and you know cats who coming in there with the right thoughts on their mind. So you know I'm loving the class. I'm loving the guys. Can't wait to get down there. So I posted on the um, forum for everybody or on the Twitter spaces his um, highlights from his first game of the year and also your highlights from the um, summer from a workout. I know a lot of people have been raving about um, your body transformation in the summer and your workouts. Can you kind of let us know what you've been working on um, lately in the summer? Um, yeah, I've been working on, you know, I, I'm, I'm always, I've always been really strong on, you know, working my technique and, you know, trying to perfect my craft down to the T. So I, I've been working on technique really, you know, a lot. Uh, definitely my feet work, you know, hand placement, you know, hand hand drills just to have quicker hands when it comes to playing the line. You know, I just, I just been working all the way around trying to trying to stay solid coming into the season. So I just been – I was just keeping, you know, just keeping everything afloat. Yeah, and and another thing we uh we don't get to hear about him a lot, but a lot of people really rave about Eddie Gordon. Um, what's your relationship with him, and what's kind of your vibe that you get from him when you get to make visits at Georgia? Man, Coach Gordon, that's my guy. He 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 hilarious, bro. Like he just like Coach Sarris, he down there too. Like you, him and Coach Danzy, like they all the O line coaches, all the coaches, they just really good people. Like you know. Having talks with them, you know, you could tell they really care about you. Me and Coach, me and Coach Danzy, we we sat on the phone for hours talking. Me and Coach Gordon, we sit on the phone for hours talking. Like, they really just down earth guys, and they they really just, you know, they they got a heart. They got a big heart, and it's just good vibes being around them. You know, you never really gotta second guess anything. Never have to question your character. Have to fake the funk when you're around them. You know, it's just always good vibes. That's that's awesome to hear. Um, so when you kind of you know we're we're going and getting to know the staff and talking about your your future and your career, uh, I know that some of the recruiting services have you kind of classified as an inside offensive lineman. But uh, I think in a past conversation you had said that Georgia you know has has kind of recruited you as a tackle. Is that correct? Yeah, that that's correct. Co um me and Coach Saros, when Coach Saros offered me, he um let me know uh back when he was at UNC, he believed I was more of an inside interior player, but now seeing me seeing how I grew from then to, you know, when he got to Georgia, he believed that I could play tackle. So I believe I'm gonna start off at tackle there and then see how everything goes from that point. Awesome. Yeah. Well, watching your watching your tape, it, it, it just seems like you've got all the tools to, to make that successful. <laughs> Listen, if if y'all haven't watched it, go go over to uh Doogie's timeline and search whistle and you'll see him taking this kid for a ride uh into the referee. Um one of my favorite blocks of the year. How does it how does it feel when you're out there, Doogie, and you get kind of locked in like that and you you get somebody on skates? Uh it it feels good, you know, it it's an amazing feeling, honestly, because, you know, you're thinking about making that play before the game even starts. So, you know, me personally, before the game, I listen to music. Once I listen to some music, a few certain songs, that give me in the mode. And once I touch that field, it's straight business time. So once I get once I get that right grip on you and I get to take you for that ride, you know, it's going to be some trash talk coming behind it. It's going to be it, – it's going to be a hard time for you. You're going you're gonna to get real tired of me because – I'm nice. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a bear at heart. You know, if you meet me, I'm good kid, head on my shoulders. You know, I'm very respectful. But once it comes to that football field, I'm a completely different person. So you just got to deal with me all night. Yeah. Now don't don't leave the fans hanging. We want to know what's those three to three or four songs that you're talking about listening for the game too. Um, you know, um, okay, I got you. You know we got we got NBA Young Boy. You know we are gonna have some him in there. I'm I'm gonna give y'all four artists. I'm gonna give you three four artists that I listen to before the game. Uh, NBA Young Boy, Rod Wave, Lil Papa, and Lil Dirk. Those those my four go to. I don't know what it is, but all their music just hit me in a certain way right before a game and and just get me in that mode, get me in that mindset. 
Man, that's a deadly combination right there. And what can't, that's a big boy <laughs> right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm gonna go and listen to those guys after this phone call and see if I start putting folks in the Gatorade table, but I don't know if it's gonna work or not. Hey, you might. You never know. You might. <laughs> don't give up on your dreams, right? You never. <laughs> so, uh, with your, you know, with your high school season, like I know that sometimes people. Like you play private school ball and sometimes people see private school ball and they think, you know, certain things about the level of competition, but you guys are traveling all up and down the country playing lots of elite different teams. That's correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Um, so kind of, is there any like big, big rivalry game or, uh, you know, big matchup kind of on the horizon for you guys? I know the right answer is to say that every, you know, the next game is the biggest game, but is there anyone that there's kind of some particular bad blood or that you? Well, um, you know, definitely what you said, every game is a big game, but, you know, really, I, I feel like coming for me and me and the guys on the team, I feel like a lot of cats are, um, they're looking forward to this Dematha game that's coming up. Um, I was going to, I was going to ask if you got DeMatha. That I was kind of trying to find it, but yeah, that's yeah. gotta be, gotta be the one circled. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like everybody, everybody waiting for that game right now, just because how, you know, how we played last season against DeMatha, it was a very winnable game for us. So, you know, we, we know we had a potential to come out there and show everybody we could hang with the top dogs. So we we really just waiting to get the opportunity to you know run it back because last last season was very much a winnable game for us, and I feel like with the team we have now, with the young athletes, you know we just got a we got a whole lot of talent, uh, you know a whole lot of kids that 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 want to play football. So I feel like coming into that Dematha game, I feel like we're gonna show Dematha who we really are, and that you know y'all had us last time, but we gonna make up for it and we gonna show y'all what it's about. Nice. That's exciting. We'll have to find a way to tune in on that one. Um, so we do have a question from the chat uh, asking if you enjoy run blocking or pass blocking more and if you have a preferred blocking scheme. Um, I don't have a preferred blocking scheme, but I will say that I think I, truly I think I like pass protection more but I'm more dominant of a run blocker because of how much I don't like run blocking, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, Man, that makes that makes total sense. The, the, typically, as a player, you know, the thing that you have to focus on a little bit more is the thing that you, you tend to sharpen the iron a little bit better, right? Yeah, definitely. I guess I, you know, watching Georgia on Saturday, did you, did you get a chance to watch the game? Oh, yeah, I was, I was tuned in the whole game. The whole game. Yeah, so – you know, what did, did it get you excited watching? I mean, we've seen kind of Todd Monken since he showed up in Athens. We've seen Georgia's linemen downfield more and pulling more and just doing more things athletically. But I felt like on Saturday, you kind of saw the added influence of, of Coach Searles where, like, they've got these guys, you know, getting way out on the edges and blocking screens and getting downfield and locking up safeties is – that the type of system that excites you? Yeah, I, I, I love the system because me, I feel like with my athleticism, I feel like I'm able to, you know, get to that second level or even that third level with the safeties and make that block to, you know, get us to that touchdown. So just watching how everybody played from offense to defense, it, it was just, you know, I already expected it from them because knowing how they go in practice, you know, that competitive spirit, I already expected them to perform how they did so just being able to see it in full effect it, it made me real real proud to be a part of it you know I, I can't wait to just join the rest of the offensive line join the rest of the team and just help produce for them awesome um if it's all right with you joshua i do want to open up and see if there's anyone here listening that that wants to ask you any questions if you if you're listening and you have a question, uh, just request to speak and, and we'll add you in here. But uh, how about Josh, John, uh, Jason, Dustin, do you guys have any other, other questions for Joshua? Joshua? 
Josh, Joshua, if I can ask, going back to that DeMatha game, and I just didn't have it off the top of my head, but, man, there's some studs on that D-line coming at you. Uh, and I know you, it sounds like that game is going to be a, a, a brawl. Um, I mean, is there any – are you friends with any of those guys? I mean, there are a lot of – you know, got some Ohio State and Notre Dame and Ole Miss recruits there, and, and some, uh, sounds like you might be playing locking horns with these guys in, in the future in the college ranks too. You got any yeah. – Talk, talk talk to me about a matchup maybe that you're really wanting to get on. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to going against Jason Moore and um a young cat that the Matha got that D line Emmett Laws. I'm I'm looking forward to going against those two because you know everybody know Jason Moore. You know one of the top D linemen in the country, great great player, great person. You know when I was committed to Penn State, I was heavy on recruiting him hard. So you know we got a we got a little bit of a, I guess you could say a friendship or you know. But I'm definitely looking forward to going against him. And Emmett Laws, we had a good battle last year. So I'm looking forward to, you know, going back against him because he a young cat, but he a dog. So I always I always can respect the dog going against, you know, staying, staying, being a dog 24-7. We like that, man. That's awesome. Thank you for taking that question from me. No doubt. All right. I got one more for, for from the uh, chat for you, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you boogie because I'm, I'm sure you got other stuff to do. But – uh. Our friend Mark asks, uh, you know, as much as you can give away, kind of just curious about some of the behind the scenes of the recruiting process. Like when you go to Georgia, is the is the red carpet really rolled out or is, you know, how is it different kind of from from some of the other schools you visited or, you know, is there like any particular special touches that really have resonated with you since you've been going through this process? Um, I say, I say with Georgia, I'm, it's not really, you know, a red carpet thing. I, I just, I, I love how, you know, everybody around is, is making sure to, you know, be in contact with you and, you know, talk to you and get to know you. Like even, even the players, you know, cats that you look at them like, yo, this is blase blah. And then, you know, you can just chill, chop it up and have a casual conversation. So I, everybody just very welcoming and, that's that's what drew me in because I I love a family environment. You know, I, I got a great family environment at home, so I don't want to go anywhere where I'm not gonna feel the comfortability the same way that I feel at home. So Georgia definitely made me, you know, feel very comfortable and gave me all love. So I, it's not really a red carpet feeling though. Hey, adding adding to that, can can you maybe take? You don't have to tell us anything they actually said or anything but can you kind of take us inside like part of your official visit like like you get to the hotel and and they have all the cards laying out and all the pictures laying out or cookie cake stuff like that and oh yeah know, they, yeah they um, pick you up and like 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 you get a like five course meal at dinner stuff like that yeah yeah so um well me and my family we 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 drove down you know they they sent somebody down to my house picked us up in a sprinter van Drove us down there, and um, I got there. Hotel was, you know, loaded with my favorite snacks. They had the cookie cake, all the pictures, like pictures is everywhere. Pictures, notes, handwritten notes, just everywhere. You know, dinner. They were serving us great meals. We had steak, shrimp, chicken. You think of it, we had it. <clears throat> so, I, I guess, I guess you kind of can say it's a red carpet feeling. You know, when you get on your official visit. You know, you just taken care of, like all the way from head to toe. You need anything while you're there, drinks, just you name it. They gonna make sure you got it. They are gonna take care of you. Y'all gonna have fun. You know, you know when acts throwing. We we just do. You did all type of stuff. They just make sure you have a good time and that you love what's going on there. All right, I gotta ask, how were you at the axe throwing? Not gonna lie to you, I started off kind of shaky, <laughs> but. Over time, over time, I definitely start picking up how to how to get down with it. At first, I started with two hands, then I start trying to one hand throw. So I got pretty good. I, I hit the um, I hit the bullseye a few times actually. I nice. definitely, I definitely want to go back. It, it's pretty fun to be honest. Nice. Did you did you give that work to any of the coaches? Oh yeah, me and Coach Charles is going at it. Co- nice. Coach Charles like that though. I ain't gonna lie. Coach Charles like that at X throwing. Well, I, I mean, it sounds like he must be doing it every time they have a recruit in town. He's got more practice than you do, huh? 
yeah, because man, he was he was making it look easy. He was calling the shots and everything. Man, that's a that's a fun piece of info. Um, was there uh, any, like you mentioned, kind of just the family environment and some of the current players? Did you have uh, a current player that was sort of you know your host or your buddy uh, for for the official visit weekend, and any of those guys that you've gotten tight with and keep in touch with pretty regular? Um, uh, one of the old linemen, uh, Micah, um, Lordy, I can't think of his last name right now. Michael Micah Morris. Morris. Yeah. yeah, Micah Morris. Yeah, Micah, Micah was my host. And, um, who else were we around? We, we were around a lot of players, um, during my official visit. I, it was too many heads to even remember. Uh, I remember being around, uh, Nolan, Warren, we we were around a lot of guys that weekend. It's hard to really remember who we was with, but like the big names you could think of, Kelly. Um, we were around a lot of guys that weekend. It was it was great. It was great for sure. We had a pool party, you know, all the guys were there. So I got to get to got to talk to a lot of cats, get to understand the program more. Awesome. Well, Josh, uh, I don't want to keep up any more of your time, but. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Before you jump off, uh, let everybody know you know where they can find you on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. Um, well, no doubt, I definitely appreciate y'all having me. Um, my Instagram is No Limit Doogie, and you can find me on Twitter, The Real J Miller Four. Awesome, Josh. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, really excited to watch your senior season play out and your career at Georgia. And it uh, seems like the Bulldogs are getting a, a great one in you. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all so much for having me. Anytime. Awesome. Thank have you, Josh. Night. All right, y'all have a great night. You too, man. Might have to have a watch party for that DeMatha game if it's on. <laughs> I bet we could figure that's, that out. That's going to be a good one. I know, I know you're pretty good with the streams, Josh. Um, well, yeah, that was that was a blast, man. Uh, great having him on, uh, Jason, Dustin, Lamar. Thank you guys for for setting that up. Um, just a, a really fun, impressive young man to talk with. Um, if anybody in the chat is listening and has any UGA football, UGA recruiting related questions, now's a Great time to jump in, request to speak, and and we'll add you in. Um, I do have a couple from the YouTube chat. Um, Jason, this one would probably be for you. Uh, I know you get this question every week, but the target moves a little bit. So um, it says, putting you on the spot, Which uh, who is the next UGA commit? <laughs> I'm actually glad this, um, that somebody asked that. Because I mean, you know, you have a uh, you have Tyler. Jason, Williams. you there? Oh. I can hear you, Jason. Yeah, Graham, you, Jason. keep going, Jason. We got him, Graham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got uh, Tyler Williams going uh, towards the end. What September twenty first, I believe, twenty first or twenty seventh. Any sometime that week, I'll, I'll I'll get it and make sure you know it's posted and everything. I just can't remember the exact day off the top of my head, but. So, I mean, you always have to count him in on the next to commit. But I actually uh, just posted it on the forum right before we started. Uh, a five-star who could possibly be, if not the next commit, one of the next three. And, 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 if, and if we want if we want to tell that one now and make it, make it free, we can go on and say it's uh, Samuel Mpemba. I would put him on commit watch. That's a boom. That's that's a big boom. That's a big boom. Cause yeah, that's a big one. I w- I would not be surprised one bit if uh, if he goes ahead and 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 pulls the trigger pretty soon. And and if he does, that would be very good news for your, for your UGA. Jason's ever dropping bombs. That's and, all I can. Get, uh, that's all I can add to these uh, recruiting things is be like, yeah, that's a boom. 
but I still love the booms. Bring them every week, Jason. Exactly. And uh, who else in September? You also have uh, Hakeem Williams uh, committing in September, but uh, I would say right now, I wouldn't say we're necessarily trending in the wrong direction because it's not like he hates UGA or anything, but, I mean, you're talking – I would say probably Texas A&M, Florida State, and Miami are probably ahead of us right now. But then I would also say, let's wait till December and see what happens. I like it. All right, Graham's having some audio issues, so I'm gonna uh, I'll I'll take the lead on hosting here real quick. Um, so that was uh that was who's the next UGA commit? Um, let's do one more recruiting question, Jason. Um, What's the word on Jordan Hall? And then you just mentioned Tyler Williams. Um, that came from the YouTube chat as well. On Tyler Williams, I, it'd be very, very, I mean, nothing really surprises you in recruiting anymore, especially with all the crazy stuff going on with NIL and transfers now up the line and and everything like that. But I would be very, very, like, huge shocker probably as big of a shocker as Justice Haynes choosing Alabama. Pretty close to that if Tyler Williams chose anybody else. As far as the Hall goes, I I wouldn't say as a huge lead. That's one I would be surprised if if Georgia was not on top right now. I wouldn't – I don't think as far as I know that he'll be, you know, committing anytime soon, like in the next month or so, but – I mean, I I do believe he is going to be one of the early signing day commits. So I I, I don't think he goes in the next month or so. But again, nothing surprises you in recruiting either. But I I believe I believe he might be closer to the early signing day period. Got it. All right. Uh, reminder: if you want to ask a question live uh, or have a comment um either way just uh just request to speak and we'll get you on here um from the youtube chat with georgia's efficiency in the first game how do you expect this team to look eight or nine games from now when the offensive and defensive lines are really dialed in um i think this is a great question i you know it's we did our our oregon uh film review today uh graham josh and i and one of the things that you'll see if you watch that film review um is there's a lot of things to clean up especially on defense um there's a lot of opportunity with linebackers and coverage um that that i think you know Georgia's just going to continue to get better it's hard it's hard to say what a team is going to look like eight or nine games from now because you got injuries to factor in knock on all the wood you've got you know who's gonna uh rise and be at some of those starting positions on the on the offensive and defensive line but um but Georgia fans have to be excited about where this team is just from a pure efficiency standpoint. That was the question here. It was, you know, with, with the efficiency, I mean, Oregon, I, I believe that Oregon has the most, um, the most athletic team in terms of just athletic talent that Georgia's going to play, uh, play for a while. And so, um, so I think the, the ceiling is only getting higher and higher, um, every, every rep that you get and every week that you get, you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, and it, going to expand on that, in Kirby's presser, he even said that, you know, injuries are expected. And with the way I was really impressed with our two and three deeps that a lot of positions, how efficient they were um, for the first game. So as injuries come on, I really feel like our team is built to sustain injuries a lot better than other teams, the way Kirby's recruited and the way he's developed who's on staff as well. Yeah, yeah I mean – to your po- yeah, to, to your point, I mean, Oregon by the, the talent, 247 talent composite, they're fifth or sixth right behind Texas and had a, and ahead of LSU. Um, I'm going to mute and then go get some actually too deep, uh, you know, forms five star in terms of what you're talking about. And then I'm going to let uh, uh, Dustin jump in. I'll I tell you, as far as the depth goes, one of the I think one of the main things I was worried about was that uh, at safety and and the way the way Malachi Starks has come on just 
ease that worry right off the bat game one. All right. If you have questions, requests, and we'll get you on here or comments. Um, one other from, from our Ask Dog Central forum. Um, this is from uh, Bank6, who's actually in here. Hey, Bank, what's up? What's up, guy? Thanks for being part of the forum. Um, with Malachi getting snaps at safety and linebacker, does anyone see him being used similar to a Honey Badger or Isaiah Simmons? Anybody want to take a stab at that one? I, I can take a stab at it, but would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Go ahead and shoot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for me, I think, yeah. we Graham and I, you know, we talked about it on the Oregon uh, film review uh, as well today, um, where Malachi starts, you know, there was a question with him coming in. Uh, was he going to play at safety, at linebacker, at, uh, at corner? Um, what you saw, you know, I think from his talent on uh, on Saturday was they lined him up in – a number of different positions. They lined him up. You know, he had he had man coverage on a guy, made a really good play. Um, he obviously was playing safety and made that incredible interception. Um, they pulled him, they moved him up and and kind of bumped him inside on a couple of plays as well, too, where he was playing more of like a linebacker, you know, position or outside linebacker position there. Um, he is such a versatile athlete um, that I definitely see him uh, being, you know, being used as kind of a, it's almost like that utility. I hate to call it a utility defender uh, because that, that I think diminishes how good he actually is. Um, but I think you can put him in situations. What you can do is you put him in situations like honey badger and Isaiah Simmons. What they were able to do is they Clemson could put Isaiah Simmons in a situation where you eliminate a mismatch immediately. So where the offense thinks they have a mismatch on their personnel, you put them in a position and line them up in a place where that mismatch no longer exists. And I think you're going to see a lot of that from Malachi Starks. He can be a mismatch eraser um, as he continues to develop and, and get better um, as a defender. But, man, he, he was pretty dang good um, this weekend at a number of different positions. Uh, there, there, there was a game, and I can't remember who, remember who it was against, but Isaiah Simmons in that game played eight different positions on defense in the one yeah, game. Exactly. And I mean, I, I literally could see that. I mean, with Sparks, I mean, you're talking Starks, I meant, sorry. You're yeah. talking, you know, five different DB positions, three different linebacker positions. I yeah. you know sooner or later when we need to, he's going to rush the passer. Uh, John, you were, you were so quick on Sunday morning to drop in the snap counts, and we saw how deep. Uh, Georgia played in Oregon and having that game in hand early in the second or midway through the second quarter. Curtis from the YouTube chat, uh, you know, building on that and expecting to see a lot more uh, players get some snaps on on uh, on Saturday. Who are some players that maybe that we may not see much more rest of the year or we haven't heard of that are going to get some meaningful snaps against what presumably will be a um, uh, a glorified scrimmage versus Sanford? With all due respect to those Bulldogs. I'll tell you one that I'm excited to see. Um, it's got some good buzz in camp. Was Ernest Green? Um, I think there, if injuries happen, he might be might be needed to play this year. But um, he's one of those guys that you stick him on the bottom half of the SEC. He might even be starting as a true freshman. So that's one I'm looking forward to see on Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm ex I'm excited to see. Uh, from a skill position standpoint, I'm excited to see um, Savon Clark. I think you're going to see him probably more on Saturday. A uh, guy who's been in the program for a couple of years, and and he he's a guy that you know I think Stanford is the kind of game where he'll probably get um, rewarded a little bit. Um, I think uh, Dalen Everett is another guy that I think you know it's it's interesting because I think Dalen Everett is going to be a guy that um, you're going to see more and more um, as the year goes on. I think at some point, you know, he's going to be, he played 
he played he and Nyland Green played the same number of snaps on Saturday. And again, it was a 49 to 30 game, but um but I think he's a guy that's going to be pushing definitely up into the into the the second or third um corner position by the time it's all said and done. So those are those are two for me. How about uh how about how about Walker at uh, inside linebacker? Yeah, Jalen Walker. Now, if we get um wide receivers, we can go at um Jason's boy Jackson Meeks. He had a pretty good camp, and also um, Dylan Bell. Um, I think those two, weather permitting, I know it's supposed to rain a lot, so they might not get as much impact as they want. But those two had really good camps, and um, you know, I think they should get some reps on Saturday. Uh, I. I'm going to be disappointed if I don't get to see four or five carries for Branson. Got to be honest. Disappointed is a stretch, but. All right. Uh, Any other questions tonight? Uh, We're pushing right up at at time, so we'll take uh, a couple more if we got any. Any other comments from the Dog Central team? Anything you want to throw in there? Yeah, let's uh let's go watch James Cook get a couple three four touches tonight. How about it? You think he's gonna you think he's gonna get how many how many touches we think James Cook's gonna get? What's the over under? Touches, I would say probably two and a half would be a, a a big night for him. Okay, I'm gonna go over two and a half. I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna I think three to four. You mentioned I think is uh that's where I'm gonna go with it. Oh, I was going to throw him in there and give him five or six. <laughs> uh, I'm, probably just, I'm probably just excited for uh, NFL football to start, so so don't listen to me. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining. It was a great night. Uh, ho- hopefully, you know, if you didn't get a chance to hear uh, Joshua Doogie Miller uh, join us, uh, UGA 2023 recruit. Um, he joined us earlier. Uh, we'll have this on YouTube. We'll have it on the podcast. Um, come see us at, at dogcentral.com. Um, we're over there dropping um, practice notes, dropping uh, analysis, uh, snap count.